everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And today we have a pretty lengthy episode for you all. We start with an update on the latest NCAA fifth year announcements. And then we dive deep into all the action from classics this past weekend. For the seniors in particular, we focus on all of the major contenders for Tokyo and how we think this meet did or did not affect their chances. But before we get into it, we want to real quickly thank our gold level Patreon supporters. Thank you to Karina G, Maya A, Becca S, Nina L, DFP, Stephanie S, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, and Erica S. As always, thank you so much for your continued support each month. It means so, so much to us. And if you like our show and you want to support us, you can become a Patreon for as little as $1 a month. And that helps us to pay for any equipment and really any fee associated with having a podcast. So if you're interested, you can find more information on our website. Just click the support tab and you'll see everything that you need to know. Now, let's get into the action that happened this past weekend. So we're going to start today's episode by giving a quick update on the latest fifth year announcements. Since the last time we talked about this, there's been a lot more girls announcing their fifth years, which is so exciting. There's been several that a lot of people in the gymnastics world were keeping their eye on, waiting for that announcement or waiting for any indication. And we're finally getting, I feel like, to the bottom of the list of gymnasts that we all want to return. It's and so far, they're all returning. Most of them are returning. Anastasia Webb is not going to be returning. Kind of suspected that. We've talked about that on the show here before. But she posted that she's going to do her master's in Oklahoma City. So she's still in Oklahoma, but kind of not really on campus. And it would be, you know a hassle for her to be coming back to campus and but she never actually did post a retirement post for gymnastics did she like she never actually did no, like that she never directly acknowledged that she's leaving the sport but she just kind of acknowledged that she was going somewhere else she's going to ou's master program in oklahoma city norman and oklahoma city are only i guess depending on traffic like 30 minutes apart so it's not super far away she could make it work if she wanted to but I don't know. You got to follow your gut. You got to follow your heart. And she seemed pretty set when I talked to her months ago. She seemed pretty set on wanting to just move forward and carry on with life and go and get her master's degree. So Mm -hmm. that's one that I think a lot of people were hoping would come back and not going to see happen. A lot of her teammates were commenting, we're going to miss you. And that, I think, was the biggest indication that she for sure is not coming back to the gymnastics team. Right. Either way, we're happy for her, and we're also really happy about all of the athletes that are coming back for a fifth year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that never in a million years I thought would ever be an option right. to have, you know, it be your senior year, and then you're granted this extra fifth year of eligibility. Yeah, it's like a bonus year. Right. Like, never have that. We're just happy with whatever we can get at this point. So why don't you go ahead and just update us on the last, within the last couple of weeks? Well... Before I do that, I want to real quickly give a shout out to Cheslina at College Gym Insights. So she's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not sure if she's on Facebook, but either way, 
super, super helpful if you're into college gymnastics for tracking pretty much anything about college gymnastics. She tracks, you know, the incoming recruits, who's going where, who's competing at what competitions, how they did. And she knows so much about the level 10s. Yeah. Like I only really follow the level 10s that are committed to Michigan or if I watch like the Nastia Cup, Mm -hmm. but she really knows like everything about everyone. I learned so much from following her page. So Please, if you love college gymnastics, go follow her. She deserves, like, millions of followers because she just puts so much work into it, I feel like. She makes these cool graphics and makes it look appealing for the eye. And I just love it. She tracks transfers and, obviously, these fifth-year announcements. Coaching changes. Yep, and I'm getting the fifth-year announcements from her. It's nice to have it all in one place. Like, you haven't been on Twitter in a while. You're, you're missing all the action what's going on. You go check out her page and you see everybody that has announced it. She's just so on top of it. So mm. want to give her a shout out for all her hard work and doing the Lord's work for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to go ahead and read the latest announcements. So one of the biggest ones, I think everyone on the everyone on the gym chat was waiting for this one, is Alyssa Bowman from Florida. Yay! So excited. I kind of had a feeling, it was just my gut feeling, because this past season for her, I feel like didn't go the way that she wanted to. I know she really wanted to get a 10 on beam, which you obviously can't control that. But, but how has she not? Can we talk about that? It's frustrating. Like, I'm frustrated. That on her should behalf. be illegal. She's gotten like so many 9975s. It's, it's actually criminal. Even on floor, you could argue, like when she's doing her double talk. Her double tuck is flawless. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that, like, there's been people annoyed in the past because they, Florida would put her as the anchor. And she doesn't have, like, the I'm, big I difficulty. I am people. I am annoyed by that. I want Trinity <laughs> to always be the anchor. Yeah. And she doesn't have, like, a lot of difficulty. I mean, I know she's been wanting to put in the double layout, but we haven't really seen it. We've only seen it once, I think. But her double tuck and her double pike and the, what she does do is just so clean and perfectly executed mm-hmm. that she actually could get a 10 on floor as well but she mainly could. beam i'm over here like what are you doing judges like it feels like it should have just been a given at this point right. but either way yeah i feel like some of her personal goals and the team's goals florida's goals they just didn't really have okay i don't want to say they didn't have a good season like that's not true at all but it's probably not exactly what they hoped for no i feel like in the end like, mm-hmm. they can probably look back and she probably has things that she wishes had went differently mm-hmm. so then it's like why not just come back for next year if you're able to and you want to to go for some of those things so really really happy to see her back i think it's a good thing for florida and i think it'll be a good thing for Alyssa to end her career i don't have better know and more how she maybe wants it to end mm-hmm. hopefully absolutely Denver has a huge senior class returning. Lindsey Brown, Emily Glenn, and Mia Sundstrom all returning for fifth years. Which that's is big so news. big. Yeah, that's so big for them. I feel like we've said this a million times, but Denver is a team that's just been on the rise. And I feel like this season, this past season, they didn't do quite what they wanted to well, either. Other than beating Oklahoma at the Big 12 championships. I but. mean, yeah, true. Good point. They did do that. But qualifying the Nationals, they're a team that definitely is capable of that. Yes. And I'm sure they were disappointed not to be there. They're one of the teams that, honestly, when they're at their best, I feel like they could be in the Final Four. We saw that a couple years ago. Yeah. I think that they're probably just hungry to do better and get back to where they were, you know, when they were at the final four. So, or the four on the floor, whatever it's called. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really happy to have all three of them back. And I think that's going to be really, really huge for Denver. Another name that's 
pretty big for her team is Gabby Welch from Northern Illinois. So I follow the MAC conference pretty closely. And at first, I believe it was just Callie Harden from Eastern Michigan that was coming back for a fifth year. And I was looking through somebody else's list. I think it was College Gym News where they listed, like, who's coming back for sure, who's for sure not coming back, who's possibly coming back, and then, like, the reasoning of why they believe that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw on there that she was wrote down as, like, definitely not coming back. And she's like, psyched! So then I saw on Twitter, on College Gym Insights, that she was taking a fifth year. And I was like, huh, that's exciting. So she's really big for that program. So excited to see you know, what she can do for them in that extra year. Cal also has three super exciting returnees coming next year. Kiana George, Emmy Watterson, and Nina Shank all coming back for the fifth year. Again, same with Denver. I feel like it's kind of repetitive, but same thing. Like, that's a team that is just getting stronger and stronger with each year, and I think having that senior leadership back on their team and also the big scores that they bring Mm -hmm. is going to be – huge for Cal. Do you think, just to pause real quickly on this list, do you think this is going to be an issue with so many amazing girls returning? It seems like every team is having their top girl or top couple of girls come back. Almost every team is, yeah. And in terms of making lineups for the incoming freshmen or even just how competitive it's going to be. It was competitive this season. Now it's just going to get even more competitive because you're basically returning all, all the top girls from all the top teams. But that's fun, though. Like, I feel like, isn't that what sports is all about? It is like, fun. Like, you want it to be competitive, you know? True. But I but think... But it's also stressful when everybody's so good and everybody could theoretically win nationals at the end of the season. Or everybody theoretically could make their team's lineups and yeah. you can only have six girls in the lineup. It's a big problem, but a good problem. I agree. <laughs> Also returning from your sinus, Abby Schwert. And then from Alaska, Kylie Reese. And this one is super exciting and interesting to me because she started her career at Seattle Pacific and during her junior season, the program was cut. And actually, her very last meet for Seattle Pacific, she was competing in Alaska's arena. So she was at Alaska. Mm -hmm. Then she ends up transferring to Alaska after Seattle Pacific gets cut. And then she finds out the news before she can even begin her season or her career at Alaska that Alaska's program is basically being cut or facing the possibility of being cut. So I felt so bummed for her because that would basically be two programs in a row that you've competed for that just got cut. I know. Like, what are the chances of that happening? Yeah. It's like she can't win. So I was super, super excited and happy when I saw that she was going to be coming back for a fifth year. Well, and Alaska, their program has been saved for, for another, year. another year. So we do know that she will at least get to have that last year of competition. And same goes for everybody else on that team. If the program were to not be fully reinstated, they at least have one more year that they know they can look forward to. It feels like at least that way they would go into the season knowing they'd be prepared. Like this season, it was like, you're being caught. Oh, and also because of COVID, you're not going to have a season. Like just sucks to be you. It's like double whammy. Yeah. But at least now, I mean, I don't want to speak that into existence. So maybe we should just stop talking about it. But I feel like if that were to be the case where they only have one more year, I'd prefer at least that everybody has one more opportunity. The freshmen ha- would have at least one opportunity to compete for Alaska mm-hmm. before deciding what else they're going to do. But we're not going to talk about that because we're going to just put it out there into the universe that Alaska is going to return. Well, you could still 
donate if you have the means to and you want to we will put the link to all of their GoFundMe and all their information in the show notes Um, we've talked about it in the past but we obviously want to continue to encourage everyone to save Alaska Gymnastics so and we're definitely yeah we definitely did our part and we hope that you guys can too because I definitely think that when we all band together it is possible to make things like that happen when I first saw the number it seemed ridiculously high but to think that they've already raised half of that money which is essentially almost half a million that's incredible and we have a whole nother year to do it again and if we did it in one year we can do it again with another year think of it that way so Please, if you have not helped save Alaska Gymnastics, consider donating or spreading the word, whatever you can do. And then one last note here before we move on to classics. I'm so excited. I know. But one more quick college note. We have transfer news. Katie McNamara, who was a freshman at Washington, so she's a rising sophomore, is going to UCLA. So she's staying in the Pac-12 conference. Good for her. Yeah, Obviously, there's lots of thoughts on Washington and, you know, what's going to happen with the coaching staff there. Kind of seems like that program is falling apart just a bit. Yeah. And there's also some questions about, you know, one of their top incoming recruits, level 10, Leah Smith. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of suspicion that she may no longer be going to Washington, which would be a really big loss for them. But also, I'm low-key excited to see where she goes. (laughs) Yeah, she's so good. And that's no shade to Washington, but... I'm over here, like, she could go to, like, so many other schools. I know, maybe I shouldn't say that. I feel bad saying that because, like, you want to see... You want to see the talent spread out. Yeah, you want... But I'm also like, come to Michigan, Leah. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fun. (laughs) We have fun here, Leah. Yeah, but that's exciting for Katie. I do kind of think about where she's going to fit into the lineups, especially with the big class that UCLA is coming in with Brooklyn Moores, Jordan Childs, Amel Buyo, Emily Lee, Anna Potterary. I think I named everyone. That was just off the top of my head. So if I missed someone, I'm sorry. But no, I think you got it. That was That's a pretty talented class, though. And I feel like it's going to be a bloodbath to make those lineups. Not saying that she can't do it, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. So we'll Either talk- way, though, I hope it's a good fit for her. And I hope that she's happy mm-hmm. and that you know it all just works out. And definitely as season starts to ramp up again, we'll talk about all the teams and what we think is going to happen and we'll do a little preview just like we did this past season so yeah because i definitely want to start talking about elite gymnastics more because things are starting to ramp up Mm -hmm. like things are getting real now we are 65 days until the tokyo olympics let me pull out my tracker i've been doing a a daily post on inside gymnastics (laughs) and i was gonna say i'm like have you really been tracking it but i forgot you were doing that yeah every day i post a video of like an olympic medal winning routine and then i put like the the countdown so we're 62 days away as of today which is we're recording this part on saturday yes saturday morning so it's getting closer and closer to the tokyo olympics yeah and it's all kicking off with the gk classic yeah and we want to talk about the junior session first before we get into the seniors and kind of like our not olympic predictions but we're definitely going to do like a stock up stock down Mm-hmm. where we think people stand right now for the Olympic team. Because there's so many unknowns and we needed classics to happen to get an idea of where everyone's at, get a feel for who really is truly in contention for this team, who might be in it more than we originally thought. There's so many possibilities. Real quickly on that note, I feel like this is the first time in a long time where there's truly so many girls that could make the team 
coming up this close to trials, usually you have a pretty solid idea of who's going to make it. Maybe there's one spot where it's like, it's going to be this person or that person, but you kind of have somewhat of an idea. And right now, other than Simone, it's like because of injuries and people not being prepared, there's so many possibilities that could happen and so many girls that could end up making the team over girls that we thought four years ago were locks yeah not locks but you know what I mean the girls they that you had like their chances looked really really good and now it's a little bit more in question yeah so we totally needed classics to happen to get a better feel for that and when we get to the seniors we're gonna talk all about that but with some exciting gymnastics in the junior division as well yeah so I will say my overall impression is that there wasn't really a lot of difficulty like we're used to seeing in past years you know, I'm thinking back to like 2013, 2014, just just years past with a lot of the top junior talent. We're used to seeing a lot of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily complaining. I'm just making an observation that there's less difficulty. Um, that does kind of get a little bit, I don't know, monotonous when you're watching the same routines over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I also think that young athletes don't need to be going for major difficulty like there's no point right now like save your bodies get consistency get confidence like work on your basics those are the things that are most important I think for a junior absolutely there's no reason why any of these girls should be doing anything super difficult there's literally no point it's not like they can go to junior worlds it's not like they're trying to make the Olympic team right now like there's really no point right so it's exciting just making it interesting for gymnastics yeah it's exciting to watch and I also think it helps fans pinpoint who's going to be the next people to keep your eye on like you always have those couple girls that you can just tell are going to be the next group that are in contention for the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest indicators of that is what kind of difficulty they're doing. So I see what you mean in that sense, but I also think they have plenty of time. Yeah, absolutely. And also you have to remember that technically this is like the cycle after the Olympics and I'm doing my air quotes right now because technically if things had went according to plan, the Olympics would already be over Mm -hmm. and this would be the year after the Olympics that we're seeing. So, and things are usually slower the year after the Olympics, even in the senior division. Yes. That's very, very, very common to see like the year after the Olympics, a bunch of juniors that you don't really know who they are. And obviously things being behind Flo's paywall is also not helping. Side note with that too. I was watching the junior session and just thinking about how it's frustrating that this is hurting the sport of gymnastics, USA gymnastics at least. And I feel bad for the athletes because they just aren't getting the hype. They're not getting the recognition. They're not getting the interest Mm -hmm. like they typically would because nobody can watch it because it's behind Flo's paywall. You know, media and maybe a couple of gym fans that are watching in secrecy are really the only people that are watching. You know, typically when junior sessions are going on, we're seeing the whole gym tonight come together and talk about what they're seeing, just like we do for the senior session. But juniors is like a ghost town. Like, you yeah. really only see the media talking about it because nobody else is going to pay for flow, you know, as they should. Why, why would you? But yeah, it's sad because it never used to be that way. It's not helping to grow the interest for... USA Gymnastics, and this is the future of USA Gymnastics. We're going to have, you know, two years, a year from now even, so many gymnastics fans are going to be like, who who am I supposed to be watching? Who's the big person? Why am I supposed to like them? Mm -hmm. You just don't know anything about them because 
you can't see them. Well, and also USA Gymnastics didn't even post individual junior routines on their YouTube channel like they usually do. They usually always upload from juniors and seniors for seniors, the ones that aren't shown on TV. That was how it was last, well, not last year in 2019, but they didn't even upload any junior routines. And I said to you like, oh, we'll be able to go back and watch. Like they're going to upload videos. No, No, they didn't. You have to have a flow account. And then flows. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I do think there's a lot of potential in this junior session. And I hope that if you were not able to watch the junior session, that at least from looking at the media, from following, you know, the gym tonight, or maybe listening to our podcast. Brittany was trying to do as many updates as she could. I, I know <laughs> it's not the same as watching it, but I hope that, you know, at least if we're talking about some of the girls that are our favorites and why they're our favorites, that at least kind of hopefully give you an idea of what to look for in years to come. I know it's not the same as watching it, but we're very lucky that Ashley is an intern with Inside Gymnastics and, you know, we were able to watch, or I should say I was able to watch because you work for Inside Gymnastics. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be in the same boat as y'all, so... um. We'll just kind of go through and talk about some of the highlights, some of our favorite people, and just give our thoughts on the junior session, starting with our winner, Caitlin John. She won by a pretty large margin. It was almost like, I think, like three points, Mm -hmm. which is huge for a junior. And I think I saw Spencer Mm -hmm. from the balance team situation say that that was the highest like margin of victory for a junior since Jordan Weber in 2008. Mm-hmm. So super impressive. Yeah, that's some Simone Biles level shit in the junior division. It is. <laughs> One, she, she's leaps and bounds ahead of the competition in terms of difficulty, I would say. She has a double on vault that's very solid. Beam, she does a standing fall. She does a back handspring layout. I had it down as a back handspring layout to two feet, but in the press conference afterwards she called it a back pike so i'm like is it a pike or is it a layout i wrote down layout i hate that and when i was commentating i would hate that too because you basically have to figure out live is that a layout or is that a pike and especially if it's not like you don't know what's coming like pin pin lee we knew it was a pike we knew it was coming but when you're watching someone for the first time you're like what was that yeah because i think naturally i want to say layout too but if there's a slight pike in the hips, it's a pike. She called it a pike. So I guess it was a backhand sprain back pike. Yeah, because it's not a clear. Now I'm going off on that. It's not a clear pike. Like a, When you say pike, you think of the position that you're in when you do like a pike jump or a double pike on floor. Like a, a clear pike. Like it's all on the hip angle. Yeah. I feel like slightly bending your hips does not necessarily make it pike. It's just like bad form on a layout. Yeah. A wonky layout. <laughs> But, I mean, it looked good. I'm not saying it looked bad. I I noted it as one of her big skills and something that I was impressed with. But just, yeah, noting afterwards that she said it was a pike. So I guess going forward, just know that. She also has a double-double on floor, which is huge. That's big, yeah. Yeah. Um, she won, obviously, the all-around. She won vault, and she also won beam. So super, super impressive day for her. And I think that she's definitely a shoe-in for the junior national title in a couple weeks. In second place, we had Kaylin Chio from Gym Cats. She had an amazing day. She she did fall on beam in the last rotation, which it seemed like everyone was kind of falling apart in the last rotation. But aside from that, she was up there in the standings the entire day. Um, really appreciate her bars. She mm-hmm. has a Horkina release, which again, 
we see not a lot of difficulty in the junior session these days. So I feel like having a release like that really made her stand out from everybody else in that event. Yeah, I feel like it's Tkachev or a Tkachev variation or Jaeger. Those are the releases. And now, honestly, Navievas are starting to become more and more common. But it just seems like a lot of repetition, a lot of the same thing over and over again. So then you see her doing that as a junior. It's like, whoa, kind of catches your attention a little bit. Yeah. And she also added a ray on bars. That was a new skill for her that she added. She hit it beautifully. And she also added a full out on floor. And it was very well done. Yes. So love to see the difficulty. She's somebody that I think, again, kind of not a shoe and necessarily, I, I do feel like when it comes to junior nationals, I would say that Caitlin John is my prediction to win the junior national title, mm-hmm. but Caitlin Chio is right up there. She's one of my favorites for sure. And don't sleep on Jocelyn Robertson either. We'll get to her in a second. Don't do that. I'm not sleeping on her. We'll get to her in a second. <laughs> Calm down. Gabby Van Freyen got third and she also got second on bars, which was huge. She is a... First year elite, first time competing in a major elite competition. That is so exciting. And she did so alongside her teammate, Izzy Stasi, who got fourth. That is so exciting. And I also feel like what's even more exciting about it is they both had really solid meets and it really came down to the end and some of the athletes that were up at the top making mistakes in that very last rotation that allowed them to stay third and fourth, respectively. Consistency wins. It does. That's the thing. Like, they didn't have the most crazy difficulty. They weren't necessarily the most flashy or someone that was, like, catching your eye on the broadcast necessarily, but it was that consistency throughout on all four events that, in the end, got Gabby on the podium and her teammate right there behind her in their very first elite competition ever. So, love to see it. So, those were our top four athletes but there was still a lot of really impressive young ladies that I would like to give some recognition to starting with Azariya Ra Akbar she really was having a great day overall was in contention for a medal up until the very end she unfortunately fell on beam in the last rotation like I said it kind of felt like everybody was having a meltdown in the last rotation all of the top competitors were falling but What I loved about her was her combination of both power and grace. I I feel like she was just the perfect combination. You know, whether it was bars, balance beam, floor, she just has that look for gymnastics. Like, she has the power. She has the grace. I think that she has so much potential in the future once she can get her consistency down. Mm -hmm. And she's young. She's she's new to the elite scene. She was somebody who competed at the Nastia Cup earlier this year, so... Definitely somebody that I'm excited to follow as we move forward. And I really think that she's a name that we'll be hearing a lot of going forward. And also at the most recent American Classic, she was fourth all around and third on floor. Mm-hmm. So definitely an up and coming gymnast, I would say. There's also Tiana Sumana She's another junior who really had an excellent day overall. Lots of difficulties. She was one of only three juniors, I think to do a Yurchenko double on vaults. She had one of the best beam routines of the entire competition, I would say, difficulty-wise especially. And she had a fall on bars in the last rotation. It was on a pirouette she fell. Really unfortunate because she had a great routine going and she had a great day going for herself. Very similar to Azarea, I think that with the difficulty they had with their clean execution 
and with how they were performing up until that last rotation, they were both right in the mix to get a medal and just let it slip away right at the end. But really, really excited to follow Tiana going forward. I think that, again, she has a lot of potential and definitely a name that you're going to want to remember. Even if the announcers continuously pronounce your name wrong. Yes. <laughs> it, it is a tricky last name. I'll, I'll give them that, though. Especially when you just first, like, look at it. When you glance at it, it's like, whoa, what is it's, it? Because it's spelled like Sumana Sakira, but it's actually Sumana Sakira, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's just a matter of how you say it. There was one point, it, was, it might have been before the second rotation, where the announcer said her name wrong because he was reading, like, the standings after the first rotation. And he said it, and he, like, paused, and everyone in the arena laughed, and then he repeated it. So he was struggling <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> Let's talk about one of our personal faves, Jocelyn Robertson. I was rooting for her so bad, and things were looking good for her until maybe about the halfway point, I would say. Vault, she debuted a Yurchenko double. So good, so powerful. Really, for her first time competing it, first time doing it on a podium, it was really good. It was. And then Floor was also really great. She actually started on Floor. I was going to say, I was I was going to correct you, but I'm like, she technically started on Floor. I was just so excited about her double. But either way, the first half of the meet between Floor and Vault, strong start. Yeah, she, she opens, nailed the crap out of her double Arabian. Yeah, I was going to say, she opens with a double layout. I thought she went out of bounds. I'm not actually sure if she did. I don't think she did. She she went. She bounced back. She had a lot of power. Too bad on we it. can't go back and watch because there's not videos on USA Gymnastics YouTube channel. Right. I know. But then, like you said, literally nailed her double Arabian. Like literally nailed all cap. Like broke the floor. Yes. Like there was a, there was a hole in the floor after she was done. <laughs> so so good. Um, bars not her strongest event. A little bit wonky form throughout. Definitely something that she's gonna want to improve on. You know, she's still a junior. Obviously, she has time to improve. There's no rush. But I would like to see her work on the execution a little bit more because I do think that. Yeah, she moves into the senior ranks and starts going to more international competition. If she wants to be, you know, that top all-arounder and kind of separate herself from the pack, she definitely has the difficulty and the skills and the power to do it on the other three events. I think bars is kind of the event where things might come into question a little bit if we're talking about, like, a first-place title in an international competition. That could totally make or break her. Unless she's, like, Simone Biles level, if she becomes, like, Simone with skill level on all the other events, and, like, maybe her bars don't need to be that great, but if she wants to be a pretty even-keeled all-arounder, I agree with you. I'd like to see her clean up her bars a little bit. But Beam is another great event for her. Oh, That's she's what she so finished. good at Beam. She's literally so good on the other three events that you just, you have to love it. And she, another, another athlete that unfortunately fell in the last rotation on Beam... And I let out just like a small little tear because I she's my fave and I wanted her to win. But it's okay. She is headed to her very first national championship, which is crazy mm-hmm. because I feel like we've been following her for years and she's been around for years. But, you know, 2019 was her first year as an elite. She competed at Classics. She didn't make it on to Nationals. 2020 obviously was canceled. And then this year she's looking like star she's things are looking up she's doing amazing and i'm just happy that she's going to nationals and i think that she's going to come out even stronger at nationals because she's not going to be happy with the performance that she had over this past weekend yeah she's totally capable of more so i'm hoping that she's going to go back to the gym work her butt off and come out at championships 
and hopefully end up on the podium. Yes. If she could end up on the podium, that would be phenomenal. She definitely has the potential too. I think that she just gotta put it all together in one me. We're rooting for her though. Can we please talk about Autumn Rangold? Yes. So she's her bars stunning. Or a dream. Mm-hmm. Yes. So her pack, I would say, is perfectly executed. Like I don't know if I've seen anyone do a pack as pretty as hers. Yeah. You know her, what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's something about it. Like almost pencil straight. Yeah. I would say that Nastia Lukan has one of the best packs that I've ever seen. But Nastia's is very archy. Like yes. you, you could see almost like she releases and then her back kind of bends. Like you could see that back flexibility when she does it. Which there you can do different shapes on a pack. I don't think there's I mean there are rules in as far as what they deduct on your body shape in the air on a pack, but you can have a little bit of an arch, you can have a little bit more of a straight body position, which Autumn definitely goes for the more straight body position. It's so beautiful. Her execution throughout her entire bar routine was just stunning. Toe point, legs together. Handstands right on top of the bar. Yep. Gorgeous handstands. I was literally like a beautiful double layout dismount. Yep. My jaw was literally on the floor. Yeah. I was watching her. Actually, we saw her at American Classic and I noted her because she stands out. You, you're you like, who is this junior with like perfect technique on bars? It's Autumn Ringgold. Yeah. So definitely a name. If you guys are, you know, sitting there taking notes on this. I don't know who's doing that. But if you happen to be doing that, write down Autumn Rangel. She's going to be a star in the future, possibly as an all-arounder, but definitely on bars. It's a name you're going to want to remember for USA Gymnastics. I also want to talk about the Wolga Juniors. And I don't necessarily have just one I want to talk about. I just want to talk about all of them because they're all so good. And I really feel like this Wolga group... Is the future. Like when I see the future, I see just the Wolga Juniors. And this throws me back to around the time that you and I, well, we became fans of the sport before that. Actually long before this. But you and I first started going to gymnastics meets in like 2010. And that was when there was a crop of Wolga Juniors where the future looked really, really bright. It was Madison Koshin and Caitlin Ohashi. Lizzie Bowman. Lisa Bowman. All these names that we know and know and love. And it was kind of like a thing, like the Wolga juniors, the Wolga always had this incredible group of juniors. And then there was a period of time where it felt like there wasn't very many. There wasn't as much like excitement surrounding their athletes or anybody that was like in the top. Or they didn't have a very large group, but now they're back. They have that large group again. And I'm with you. They all look really, really promising. We've talked about her before on the show, I think for Winter Cup, Paloma Spiridonova. She is so beautiful. She reminds me of a little Nastia. Doesn't have the most difficulty or anything like super flashy in her routines. What's flashy about her is her flexibility and her execution and everything. Her floor is beautiful. Her bars is beautiful. Her beam is beautiful. She kind of reminds me of Nastia. Not because she goes to Wolga. It's not because she's Russian. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like her, the way she moves. It's Yeah. The quality of movement. Her flexibility is unmatched, I would say. In the, in the junior and senior division. I, I don't know if there's anybody with quite the level of um, performance quality on floor. The way she executes her skills. Her flexibility. It's just I absolutely love it. And I'm going to continue talking about her for the foreseeable future. 
Also, Ella Murphy. She was somebody from Wolga that I think was really, really exciting to watch. She has a huge Tkachev on bars. Also, Beam. Lots of difficulty. She does a triple series. She also has a backhand spin, backhand spin layout two feet. So, these kids are the future of USA Gymnastics, I would say. And I, I think that Wolga is doing a nice job with them. And I hope that they continue to do a nice job with them and they don't push them too hard and break them and... <laughs> You know, I, I want to see these young ladies turn into senior athletes and flourish and reach their full potential. Yes, be healthy physically and mentally. Yes. Two other quick little shout-outs I want to give. Kalia Lincoln from Woga, one floor, and she got a 13.6. She has a huge double layout, finishes with a tucked full N, and I also want to give her a shout out on bars because mm-hmm. I think she's much improved on that event. Totally. That was an event that back when she first competed in her very first elite meet in 2018, she didn't qualify to nationals. And part of that was due to the fact that she was so weak on bars. I remember watching her and thinking that she had so much potential, but really needed to work on her bars to become a well-rounded athlete and be in contention for teams and stuff in the future. And I was so impressed with how she looked on bars at this meet. Mm-hmm. She almost looks like she's a bar worker. Yeah. <laughs> well, Woga does have a pretty good track record of creating bar stars, bar queens. Mm-hmm. So not too surprised that Valeri or whoever is the bar coach over there is working his magic on her. Also has a one and a half that is college ready. Am I totally. Opens it up really like flares it out, which you don't see very often. Usually you see girls wrapping that twist right before they land she really opens it up it looks like honestly she could do a double twist she's like ready for it i'm sure she can yeah Yeah, with the power that she has on that and how controlled it is there's a period right before she lands where she's completely laid out and she's just waiting for that landing yeah which is really really good that's a good sign that she can upgrade that ball and finally i just want to say really unfortunate to see ella kate parker go down with an injury she trains at cincinnati gymnastics she went for a double on vault that's her first time competing that ball and she is a tiny gymnast very very tiny don't quite know if she was ready to go for that big of a vault yet not only because of her size and her stature but just being a first year elite gymnast your first really big i guess if you're not really counting winter cup winter cup, winter cup counts yeah but still she's new to the scene yeah she's new to the scene she has a lot of potential and i think that she could have been in the mix for this meet for sure if she hadn't have withdrawn after that first rotation because she went for her double came in a bit short she landed it she didn't fall but she definitely kind of came into the ground twisting a little bit, had her chest down, stepped off to the side. Maybe stunned her ankles. Or... Yeah, and I didn't think that she was injured. I didn't, like, see. I was just watching the stream. I wasn't it wasn't like that, she was but... carried off. No, she walked off, but then she ended up withdrawing from the rest of the meet. So um, definitely has a lot of potential for the future, and I'm hoping that she'll be okay for nationals. I'm hoping that it's nothing serious because she was someone that I was really excited to see. Okay, so let's talk about some of the action that we saw in session one of the senior division of the GK Classic. So weird to think that there's two sessions of seniors. Normally we have a million juniors competing in the GK Classic. Right. Now we have a million seniors competing and we need two sessions. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that there was like 40 seniors, which is absolutely crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) But something that I liked about 
I guess having so many seniors and having to split it into two different sessions was that we got to see more gymnastics first of all just in general like it made for a very packed weekend of gymnastics between Friday and then having two sessions on Saturday Mm -hmm. but it also allowed on the broadcast at least the Peacock broadcast for session one we got to see way more gymnasts and I feel like we wouldn't typically get to be seeing especially during an Olympic year yes Mm -hmm. because session one was a little bit lighter in terms of like the big, the names. big names. I mean, granted, there was Lori Hernandez and Chelsea Memo and Grace McCallum, and there was big names, but there was a lot more bigger names in yeah. the second session. So we got to see gymnasts like Caitlin Rosen, who is a first year senior. I remember watching her as a junior and absolutely loving her. She did so good at this meet. Also, Haley Klein. She killed her beam routine. Super glad that we got to see her. And also, Maya Witte. She did so good on beam as well. And She's a beam queen. She is. And she kind of is someone who looks like a junior. And then you're like, oh, wait. This is a senior <laughs> meet that we're watching. But I think that she's someone that we're going to be seeing for years to come. Mm-hmm. It is so weird that she's a senior. I think a lot of people still think she's a junior. And that's partly due to her height. But also just because I feel like she hasn't been around that long. I know. Like, I feel like she was just competing in the Hopes Championships, and now here she is on my TV screen <laughs> at the U.S. Classic as a senior. Competing alongside Olympians. Right. It's crazy. Just, it's crazy. So let's start talking about some of the gymnasts that we saw in session one in terms of their chances of Tokyo. So we're going to keep the focus kind of on Tokyo and whose stacks went up, whose stacks went down. Or maybe who stayed the same. So we'll start with Connor. I was a little bit not disappointed, but I was I was bummed for Connor. I was hoping that she would have a much better meet than she did. They did say on the broadcast that she was not feeling well, so that probably played into her performance. Yeah. But really just kind of had a rough meet. Yeah, I was going to say her bars were relatively weak, I would say, but... I do think that's an event that if she were to make the Olympic team, she wouldn't necessarily be used on. The U.S. is pretty strong on bars right now, so I feel like that's not too much of a concern for me. Beam, on the other hand, is an event that she's normally way more consistent at. She Mm -hmm. ended up falling on her layout, which is... I feel like one of the skills that she is the most consistent That with. series should be called the McLean. It should. I agree. And she also did a watered-down dismount, so I feel like she just wasn't wasn't herself today. Although I will say her vault was pretty good. She had a very, very her nice vault. vault was very good. Yeah, nice, big, your double twist. That was probably a good way for her to end the meet, but and she also didn't do floor, so it wasn't like a complete meet for her, but... Still a little bit of a bummer. I think that if she were to make Tokyo, it would probably be as a specialist on beam. I think that's probably her best shot. Um, There are some people talking about her being an all-arounder, and I definitely do think that that's possible because especially right now with so many unknowns and so many girls coming back from injuries, I think if she was coming out there and having like a really solid meet as an all-arounder, you know, at classics, and then again at championships, and then again at trials, she could make a really good case for herself as an all-arounder and on that four-person team. She could totally pull like an Evie Price mm-hmm. where a lot of people aren't thinking about her being in contention and then boom, all of a sudden she's like, I'm placing fourth at every single meet and here I am. <laughs> I kind of was like thinking she could do that and I was hoping for that, but 
didn't really get the ball rolling at Classics. I will say that I think she might be feeling a little bit of the pressure just of having a lot of eyes on her. You know, she's a two-time junior national champion. There's been a lot of hype leading up to this competition season with her being one of the new juniors that's stepping up into the senior ranks. And now she's eligible for the Olympics. And it's kind of a pressure that initially she probably didn't think that she would ever have to really face. She's competing Mm -hmm. alongside some of the best gymnasts in the world right now. And it's a little bit unexpected just to suddenly go from I'm focusing on the 2024 Olympics to now I'm eligible for the 2021 or 2020 Olympics. Yeah, you went from being not having to be super prepared for the biggest meet of your life to all of a sudden now you're expected to be prepared for the biggest meet of your life. Yeah, and, and as far it as, is a lot of pressure. As far as pacing too, I feel like, and keeping your body healthy and doing knowing when to do upgrades and I just think there's a lot that mentally goes into it that I'm also kind of considering with Connor because she is young and still relatively inexperienced despite how amazing of a junior career she had Mm -hmm. I think that when you're competing alongside some of the greatest gymnasts in the world literal Olympians you kind of start to maybe compare yourself to other people and think, you know, I should be performing better than I am. And I just think that maybe it's a little bit of like a transition phase for Connor. And mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Like there's no, there's no rush. There's no reason why she needs to be ready right now. She's someone who has stated that she wants to stick around for the 2024 Olympics. That was her initial goal. Mm-hmm. She's, I'm sure she would be thrilled to be a part of, you know, this Olympic cycle and but it's to not be in the, the mix. But it's not the end goal. And I don't think that, this meet is the end of the world. You know, down the line, this is a meet where we're not even going to remember. We're not even going to talk about this. So much will happen between now and the 2024 Olympics. You know, of course, it's unfortunate. She, I'm sure, wanted to have a lot better of a meet. But I don't really think it's, you know, that big of a deal in terms of what she's going to go on and accomplish in the future. Mm-hmm. What would you say in terms of her stat going up or down? So I guess if we're talking about this Olympic cycle and her chances of making that four-person team, I would say right now her stock is a little bit down. Mm -hmm. I do think there's room to improve in areas for that to go up again. I think that she still has a shot at that individual spot. That's more so where I see her fitting in because her beam can be so strong. We didn't see it this weekend, but we know she can be good on that event. We know she can hit that event. So once she finally puts it all together, I still think that she could be in contention for that specialist spot. Before that four-person team, right now I'm thinking stack down. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I kind of went back and forth. There was a period where I was like absolutely down and then I was like okay maybe it stayed about the same like I said I don't think this meet is the end of the world but also it does count especially with there only being now for her two days at championships and then two days at Olympic trials that's it that's all she has to prove herself and she doesn't have a lot of big competition experience obviously she's been competing as a junior for a while but she's not someone who's competed in a bunch of international assignments and has proven herself, you know, that much as an all-arounder. So I really feel like if she wants to make the four-person team and even go as a beam specialist, she really needs to take advantage of every opportunity to prove herself and prove that she is worthy and can hit a, you know, fabulous beam routine. She can hit four for four events, whatever it might be for her. Um, I, I do think she needed that and didn't quite hit that goal today. Yeah. Either way, I just hope that she's okay. I, I, I feel like I can sense, like, stress in her world, like, mm-hmm. on her face. and Yeah, she looked like she was on the brink of tears after Yeah, and I feel so bad. Like, 
Connor is amazing. She doesn't need to worry about this Olympic cycle. Like, she has so much more time, and it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. She, she has a lot that she can improve on, so. And she did come away from session one with the best Leo award. <laughs> yes, she did, at least in our opinion. Yeah. Like, I think that her leotard, along with Lori Hernandez, I think, were the mm-hmm. top two, in my opinion, so, for session one, at least. So Connor was wearing, like, a black and teal leotard. It actually was the same exact one, I believe, that Utah wore in the four on the floor, final four, whatever you want to call it. So Utah wore like a white and red version and Connors was teal and black. I just love it. I love it. Kind of has like a high neck vibe to it. Yeah, but a little bit scrunched in the chest area. Yeah, I just totally love it. That's like my new favorite. Super sophisticated. Yeah, that's my new favorite style of leotard at the moment. I'm noticing that anyone that wears that leotard or any kind of variation of it, I'm into it. (laughs) So I guess on the note of people who are coming in as the underdogs and kind of being thrust into the spotlight. Let's talk about Sky Blakely because she's another one who wasn't originally eligible for this Olympics, all of a sudden finds herself eligible. And the biggest difference between her and Connor is that she flat out says that Tokyo is her goal. Connor's been kind of saying that, you know, it would be cool to make it, like she's gonna go through the process and she's gonna go and compete in trials and try for it. But in the end, 2024 is her goal. Sky, on the other hand, she's straight up saying, like, I'm eligible now. This is great. I'm trying. This is my goal. Which I love that. I totally love that. She's embracing the pressure. She's totally going for it. And I think that her showing at Classics wasn't that bad. Her beam wasn't her best. But similar to Connor, I feel like I'm not that worried about that. Beam is also her best event. She's capable of going up there and getting a big score and putting on a good routine. So I think that if she is going to contribute to the team in any way, it's going to be on that event. She's going to have to prove herself going forward, but I'm not too worried about that. And also her vault floor were great. Mm-hmm. Bars, she had a slight hesitation on one of her pirouettes, but still wasn't that bad of a routine. She missed a couple of her handstands, just little things that obviously the judges are going to deduct for. I will say that it was nice to see her bounce back. She started on beam and didn't have the best beam performance. So it was good to see her bounce back and finish the meet strong. I do like that. But in my opinion, I have to say that her stock did go down just because, you know, if she does want to make it to Tokyo, at this point, she really does need to be hitting all four events or at the very least be nailing the crap out of beam to prove herself on that event yeah and i know that she's great on that event i'm sure tom forster knows it too it's no surprise but with things getting so close and the competition kind of heating up the stakes are very very high and i just feel like she really needs to be doing everything that she can to prove herself and this is just one more opportunity that you can kind of say went out the window. It wasn't her best performance. It, again, in the long term, not the end of the world. But for this Olympics, I really do think because she and Connor are coming in as the underdogs, they really need to be having like crazy good performances to prove to everybody, don't count me out. I'm in this just as much as the girls that have been here for the last four years. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm a little bit torn because do I think it's the absolute end of the world? No, she can come out there at trials and championships and have a great performance and keep herself in the conversation. But like I said already, every single meet does count. So for now, I have to say her stock is down, but it's not down too far. It just went down a little bit. Yeah. Then that's the thing. Like same with Connor. In my mind, it's like stock down slightly. Definitely room in the next couple of weeks, in the next month to get it back up. For sure. 
Grace, I would say, has to be probably the biggest question mark of this session. I just loved seeing how happy and confident she looked out there. That was one thing I noticed right off the bat. She had a big smile on her face. She just looked so calm and confident. Yeah. And I think that's so great in such a pressure-filled situation. Not only is it the Olympic year, but she hasn't competed in a long, long time. She's coming back from injuries. And I think she probably knows that everyone's eyes are on her. Everyone's trying to see if she's going to be in contention for this team or not. They're looking for proof that she's going to be in contention. And it all matters, like, right here, right now. Like, we're all watching you. And despite all that, she goes out there... She's like, I got this. And she had a really great meet. Yeah, she did. And I think that coming off of, she had several different hand type issues and she was out for 11 weeks. So for her to come back out at this meet and have the showing that she did, I think definitely is a big confidence boost for her. Her floor routine was one of the top routines of that session, I would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah, she stuck or nearly stuck her double-double in her opening pass. She wasn't doing that in podium training. She was going out of bounds. So I was surprised when I saw her almost stick that. I say almost stick because it looked like a stick, but I think her foot did kind of move a little bit. Yeah. But it was close enough. And then her second pass, the tucked full in, a small hop back. Her third pass, she did a front layout to front double full, almost sat it down, has really strong legs, kept it on her feet. (laughs) And then her last pass, double tuck, under-rotated that just a hair as well. So... You know, not her best floor routine ever, but in terms of showing everybody that she's still in contention and for having her first floor routine out there on the competition floor in a very long time and since her injury, I think she did herself a solid. And I think I really liked her choreography. I have to go back and watch it because as of right now, I've only watched it one time and that was when it was live. Mm -hmm. But I feel like her choreography has improved Mm -hmm. from years past and I think she performed it a little bit better so I'm really excited to go back and rewatch that because I think I like it yeah also want to point out on floor she did score 13.550 which is a pretty good score given the deductions that they probably took on the last two passes pretty significant deductions you could say and she still scored relatively well so Mm -hmm. that gives me hope I think when she has a little bit more endurance things are going to be good for her Vault was great. She nearly stuck her double. And that was a really big surprise because I didn't see her do a single double in podium training. She was warming up your Trinko Foles. Yeah. And then here she is in competition, pulls out the double. She came in a little bit low on the landing, piked it down just a tad, but pretty good vault. Again, same with Floor. For how long she was out to come back like that. She was just building that momentum, I felt like. And I will say, I think those two events that we just talked about, Floor and Vault, I think that if Grace is going to be on this team, those are going to be really the two events that Mm -hmm. she's going to be expected to bring in a bigger score. Obviously, we'd want to use Bars and Beam as well. We'd want to have that as an option on that four-person team. But I think for her to have her strongest two events of the day be Floor and Vault definitely is a big boost for her and makes her stock go up for sure. Absolutely. She did have a hiccup on bars and a couple bobbles here and there on beam, but I agree. I would say she's still in it. She's doing enough to be considered one of the top four all-arounders, especially when she cleans up a little bit and even possibly maybe adds in an upgrade or two because she does have upgrades. She's just going to be more in the conversation, but I think that what she did here at Classics a huge indicator of her potential for Tokyo. And like you mentioned, she could do all four events, but in the team final, it really would be floor and vault. 
And I think she did herself a real solid at Classics on those two events. Yeah, and I think that coming off of American Classic, a lot of people in the gym tonight were writing Grace off. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were thinking that because she was injured, we weren't really sure about like the timeline of when she'd be back. I don't think I was really expecting her to do the all-around this weekend, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. So not only to have her do the all-around, but have it be not a bad showing at all. Like She did relatively well. Yeah, did you kind of low-key expect her to look rough? Kind of, but I think I'm expecting everybody to look rough, so. <laughs> Fair. Um, Grace was a pleasant surprise, I would say. Mm-hmm. I was so, so happy for her. Came away from that first session with the highest all-around score, so lots to be proud of there. Moving on to the comeback kids. The, com- the comeback adults. <laughs> yeah. Because they are definitely not kids. These are grown women yeah. who are doing so well doing such high level gymnastics improving that gymnastics can be done at any age you can go to the olympics either retire. either retire or take a very long break and have then come some back. kids right and then come back and do gymnastics again i love i love the number of older athletes we're seeing competing at this competition between simone michaela skinner chelsea mamo Lori hernandez and others too like jade carey and riley mccusker they're not little babies either like there's a lot of older girls competing and that's something that i feel like we haven't seen a lot in the past mm-hmm. at least for usa gymnastics the so trends are definitely changing they're constantly evolving and right now adult gymnastics is in adult elite gymnastics is in. <laughs> I, I guess so but Lori looked really good, in my opinion. She started on vault, had a really nice Yurchenko full, pretty good body position in the air. I think she can easily do a Yurchenko double twist. Yep, I was going to say the same thing. Lots of power and a lot to build on there. And, you know, if she can do that double twist, that would give her an extra eight tenths. So, I don't know if Lori, if we're being honest here, if she really has any shot of making it to Tokyo, but I'm just kind of having fun watching her on this comeback and seeing Same. what she can do and get as close to it as possible. I think there's a lot of people that from the start doubted her comeback. There was people that doubted that she would even make it back out onto the competition floor. She's already proved them wrong, but I really want her to prove everyone wrong and not only just be competing, but actually be somewhat competitive and be the best that she can be on this comeback. And I still think she has a lot more left in her not only on vault upgrading that vault we haven't seen her bars yet we saw her floor winter cup but it was a downgraded routine she can do a double layout she can do a tucked full in we saw the arabian double front um and then also the pass that she did back you know when she competed in the olympics the front double full to punch front those are all things that she has we just haven't seen it yet so which is important i do think that if she is trying to contend for the olympics which i would imagine that she is obviously or else why would you come back everybody wants to go to the olympics again even Mm. if they say they don't i think low-key it's in the back of everybody's mind i do think it's important to start seeing some of these routines come together and i'm sure that she's doing them at camp and tom forrester is aware that she has a bar routine and how she's looking on that event we as fans just haven't had the luxury of seeing it yet i'm sure mm-hmm. but i do think that next time out at nationals we're gonna have to start seeing all of these routines put together because even with beam she had a fall right off the bat on her front pike mm-hmm. kind of threw the routine off i think she was a little bit shaky throughout and then she only did like a timer like a layout as a dismount and i'm not sure if it was intentional or not because she didn't do that at winter cup she actually had a, a, a normal dismount yeah so, double pike. yeah 
Yeah, her foot totally. She just missed the beam on that front pike. And I was actually going to say, I noticed this. And then Tim also said it on the broadcast. It started to look really good because in the air, she had straight legs. And sometimes she has a little bit of a knee bend on her front pike. So it's like a front pike with a little bit of a tuck position in it. Mm-hmm. And that looked a lot better. And Tim commented on it too. But then she just completely missed her foot. And she put up a really good fight to stay on that beam. She, she did. She got down like really low and she was squatting. <laughs> they did a slow-mo on, I almost said NBC, Peacock, I guess. They did a slow-mo and it was kind of funny watching her fight for it in slow motion. <laughs> she just looked like a ninja, honestly. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> But honestly, with Lori, it's it's kind of hard to do a stack up or stack down just because I don't know if she actually has stack when it comes to making Tokyo. I think that she's coming back just to, you know, do the sport that she loves and to enjoy it while she still can and refine her love for the sport, which I think she's doing. And that's so great to see. I don't think that she actually thinks that she has a shot at Tokyo. Well, I know that she has recently put some thought into the idea of possibly doing a world cup so that way she can get either like the world championships or a world cup i know that was something that at the media at the press conference they were asking her about Mm -hmm. because she has a new skill on bars that's never been done before she said it's some variation of like a jaeger so i really want to see that i don't know what it is i'm trying to think of what it could be you guys should let us know what you think it is because i right now i don't have any idea but that's the motivation for her that even if she doesn't make the Olympic team, just to go to some form of international competition, get back out on the international stage and get a skill named after you yeah. would be super cool. And also, Lori has never been to a world championships. That's true. I forget about that all the time. So I'm like really pulling for her to go to worlds as opposed to the Olympics. You know, we're talking about Olympics and I think my brain is so fixated on the Olympics right now. I'm kind of forgetting that there is a world championships this year because it's the Olympic year. Normally there wouldn't be a world championships, but there totally is one this year. So I think that's a realistic goal for Lori because she has a lot more time between now and then to actually get all her events back, clean everything up. I think she could be in a lot better shape if she had a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. So I would say in regards to making world championships, her stock went up because she debuted a new event here at Classic. She looked really good on it. She showed that she could easily upgrade it. We know she can hit beam. She's the Olympic silver medalist on that event. Right. Like, let's not forget. (laughs) Right. And she looked good in the podium training. And we know Tom Forster saw that. So, I think Lori's stock for Worlds, I would Uh, say, went up. For Olympics, Olympics, down. Probably down, yeah. But I love Lori. And I'm happy to see her back regardless. Mm -hmm. She's a queen. What about Chelsea? Ooh, Chelsea. Kind of similar, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's the same conversation that we just had, but you can just flip around and make it about Chelsea. I think, yeah, honestly, exact same conversation because she had a great fall. To be honest, probably one of the best ones I feel like I've seen her do. Yeah, it was a technically great ball. Mm -hmm. Watching it in slow-mo, it was like, yes, get it. And she's, obviously, we've seen her training the Yurchenko double. I think she's capable of doing that in competition. Like, she could have done it at that meet. Yeah. That's how much power she had. Yeah, she had lots of power. And I want to point out, she got a 9.15 in execution, which... Nowadays, anything in the nine range for execution is pretty good. It's like queen level shit. Yeah. So her her total score on fault was a thirteen point seven five, which for a Yurchenko full, that's really really good. So you know to think that she could possibly do a double twist similar to Lori, 
I think that really helps her stat go up. Beam was not as great as it could have been, but to be honest, I think the score really kind of throws everything off because she did have a fall. By her Arabian, which is super unfortunate because that's the one skill that I feel like she usually does she's the best. She's so solid. She on like that. sticks it majority of the time. And of course that's the one thing she messes up. Also her mount was a little bit wonky. She was kind of tentative on it, bent her knee. It was, it was not exactly what she yeah, wanted to do. Yeah, she said in the press conference afterward that she felt like her leg gave out right as she hit the springboard. Yeah. So I think she was just off from the start on that. I'm glad that she actually made it up onto the beam. I know she said she was also <laughs> glad that she made it up on the beam. So I'm not like saying that the score was completely wrong because she did have mistakes. And I also think she does have a little bit of built-in deduction. She has bent knees and stuff and flexed feet here and there. So... It wasn't a perfectly executed routine, but I guess to maybe an untrained eye watching her, with the exception of the fall, it really didn't look that bad. No. And her whole series, which is new for her, relatively new. She just started training that not that long ago at all. She nailed that. Mm -hmm. So she got an 11.8. To me, that feels a little bit low. I'm thinking, like, something in the 12 range, even. Like, like come on, judges. Like, help her out a little bit. <laughs> Aren't they friends? Chelsea's a judge. Isn't she friends with these judges? Right? Like, like why would they do her dirty like that? <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, I know Chelsea's just so happy to, happy to be back out there. What an inspiration she is to everybody that you can go and have kids and take so much time away from the sport and then come back and be competing. Yeah, nine years since she's competed. That's so, so crazy. I think Chelsea's happy with herself. We're all happy with Chelsea. I don't think that, you know, her goal is really to make it to Tokyo. I don't even think she's ever even said that. I think she's just truly having fun on this journey. And I'm kind of on the Chelsea going to world championships train. Yeah, stock up for that. Yeah. I think that if she has a little bit more time, like she's getting there with floor and with bars, we're, we're seeing her piece together those events slowly. I, I knew that they wouldn't be ready for Classic just from watching her YouTube channel every week. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I don't think this is going to be ready. And I, I don't know if it's going to be ready for Nationals. I guess stay tuned. Maybe I'll eat my words on this. <laughs> but um, I'm really, really curious to see if she's going to do the all-around at Nationals. I hope she does. Well, that was something that she said to the media after podium training because she got to class X and then she was thinking like, holy crap, I only really have one more week in the gym before it's championships because it's, it's two weeks away, but with traveling and having to do podium training and getting to the venue early, like it's not exactly a full two weeks of training in her home gym. It ends up being like a little bit over a week. <laughs> so she really doesn't have a lot of time and her bars have been coming together, but they're not really... From what we've seen, I guess, she's doing like ready. She has, like, two pieces of her routine, like, the first half and the second half, but she's not piecing it together yet. Yeah. She's close, and I'll be really interested to see what she does, but... And we I haven't seen her tumble on the floor in a while. She did do a dance through a podium training at Classics, but no tumbling. Yes. So, we'll see what happens. Her and Lori both petitioned to be at Nationals. They were both accepted by Tom Forrester, so that's great news. We will be seeing them at Nationals. And I think that the track for both of them... Should be worlds, honestly. I I would love to see that. Just two badass women who are Olympians, Olympic medalists at that, killing it on the world stage as adults. That would be super, super iconic. That would be epic. I'm all in favor for that. We should just have like an adult team. Like it can be Skinner, it can be Chelsea Mammo, it can be Lori. Probably not Simone because Simone's gonna be like ready to move on, I feel like. Maybe like Shaylee Jones. Yeah, like we should just have like an older team. That'd be so iconic. That would be so cool. 
Like, how do we make this happen? Like, does anyone have Tom Forrester's number? <laughs> I need to talk to him. I need to have a few words. Speaking of Shailise, what did you think of her? Um, well, not a whole lot because they didn't really show her on the broadcast a whole lot, which was super freaking annoying. Her vault, I did end up seeing a video after the fact. She stuck her Uchenko double. Super, super good. Best vault of the competition. Yeah. Session one. 14.85. Great score. Mm-hmm. Wish you would have saw it. <laughs> but I think that would be really, really interesting if she brought out an Aminar at championships and Olympic trials. She can make the situation a little bit interesting. It's kind of like a Jordan Childs vibe. Yeah, because she's so good. I watch her, and I'm like, how is she not more in contention for the Olympic team? I know. It feels not right. Like, when you watch her, she's so good. She's a perfect combination of power and grace. I think if she had an Aminar, which she totally can do an Aminar. Her double is so good. Like, there's no way she can't do an Aminar. Have we ever seen her training one? I, I just don't, don't know if I've ever seen a video of it. I know she has trained it, but I've not seen a video of it. And she certainly has never competed it. So that's something that I kind of hope maybe she's going to pull out. You know, everyone kind of holds back at Classic. So maybe she has something in the bag that we don't know about. Yeah. I but guess we'll have to see. That's a conversation that we're going to have probably at championships. Because I think if she pulls that out... Shit's going to get real interesting with Shaylee's Jones. <laughs> I but know. People need to stop sleeping on her, especially NBC. They love to sleep on Shaylee's Jones. Mm-hmm. They just disrespect her all the time by not showing her. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they didn't show her vault. She didn't end up doing four. She was originally supposed to, but didn't end up doing it. So um, we did see her beam. Yes, and bars. But she did have a fall on bars, so it wasn't her best performance. Came back strong, stuck her dismount. Love to see the fight, but still probably not exactly the showing that she wanted to have if she wants to make a case for that four-person team. So in regards to this meet, how she did at Classics, not anything else, what do you say about her chances? I want to say stock stays the same. Definitely some areas that she can improve on, but also like not the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. I also want to talk about Emma Malibuyo. Yes. I think she's somebody that, as a junior, she was a fan favorite. I think that if we all were to go back and search for our tweets or our posts, wherever you talk about gymnastics, if you were to go back and do a search and find your Olympic team predictions back in, like, 2017, we probably all had Emma Malibuyo on our teams. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes me sad yeah. because I feel like she's not really in the mix right now, and that breaks my heart. She has dealt with her fair share of injuries, it seems like. Every single year, she's dealing with something. It's injury after injury after injury. We'll remind you that she does train at Texas Dreams, so that may not come as much of a surprise. Not the best track record when it comes to healthy athletes and getting their gymnasts through their entirety of their career without a career-ending injury. Yeah, it's like the gymnast turns senior, and then it's like never-ending injuries is what it seems like. And I was really hoping that wouldn't happen to Emma. It is good to see her out there still competing. And honestly looked in better shape at this meet than she did at the Winter Cup. Yeah, I was really impressed. She had a good bar routine, a beautiful full-twisting double layout. A little bit pikey in the hips, but like, hey, I'm not complaining. It was a good routine. And then also Beam, super, super impressed with. She had a huge double Arabian, which we've seen it's a skill she did. It's an Arabian, not a double Arabian. Why do I keep saying that? Could you imagine if she did a double Arabian? <laughs> I almost did that earlier, though, because I, I tweeted something about her Arabian, and I, I almost put double Arabian. I, I don't think know why. it's because you see the skill a lot on floor, and you don't see it 
I mean, it's not like rare, but you don't, I feel like you don't see it that much. I just I think mean, I want it to be a double Arabian. That's I'm just <laughs> I'm manifesting it. It's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, it's an Arabian, but go on. Anyways, the point still stands. It was a huge Arabian. She did it very well, and that's a skill that we saw her do in her junior career. So mm-hmm. love to see her keeping that skill. Not something that a lot of gymnasts do. She also has a 16.5 start value on that event, which. As it stands right now, with nobody else throwing in any other upgrades, it's actually the fifth highest start value on Beam for the U.S. Yeah. So I think that just kind of puts into perspective what she could bring on that event alone. Yeah, true. And I want to say that watching podium training, I saw her nail a couple Beam routines almost in its entirety with barely a wobble or very minor wobbles, I should say. So I think the performance that she put up today was very consistent with what she did in podium training as well, which is good to see. It wasn't a fluke performance. She actually did go out there and show in podium training and also in competition that she is healthy, that she's making improvements and really, really hoping to see her doing the all around at nationals. I don't know if I really feel like she's in contention for the Olympics still at this point. I just don't think it's, it's there's not enough time. Yeah. She hasn't, she's been dealing with so many injuries. She's kind of been out of the conversation for so long that to suddenly come back into it right before all the action's about to go down in Tokyo. I don't know if she has enough time. I will say that, you know, if that's her goal and she's going for it, I would say her stock went up. Yeah, for sure. She did pretty well at classics and definitely has room to improve, but you know, she, she had a good performance and she definitely surprised me. So I would say her stack went up. I agree. Okay, so let's move on to session two. And this is the session that I feel like I needed more clarity. And I don't know if I got that. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like there's still, there's so many question marks. There is. And I feel like I maybe got a little bit of clarity on certain people, kind of. And then some people, not so much. I'm kind of just left feeling like... We the need same ch- as how we came into it. I left this feeling like we need championships to happen now. Yeah, pretty much. And it's only 12 days away, which is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's start with Skinner. I will say that I was very, very impressed with her on vault. She did a chain, which was way better than what we saw on podium training. They did not look good at podium training at all. But yeah. looked great in competition here. She got a 14.7, which is a pretty good score. And her block is much improved. You can tell that she's been working really hard on that because mm-hmm. she's actually getting both hands on the table now. And before she was doing this weird, like, one arm block. Yeah, she was like one arm real quickly and then she would, like, spin off her arm. And yeah, true. She's improved a lot in that sense. Yeah, so giving credit where credit's due and also her aminar was pretty great i want to say that was one of the best aminars that i've seen her do in competition yeah she had great control really clean form in the air yeah her twisting form is not as bad as i think people think it is she she does have in general a lot of built-in deductions with a lot of her execution but on her twisting form when it comes to her vaults and also on floor Mm -hmm. it's not that bad that's the funny thing about michaela is that she's kind of become known for having bad form But when it comes to twisting, she's actually pretty good. Like, she doesn't cross her feet. Her toes are pretty pointed for Michaela, I would say. So really not bad. I did love her little NCAA celebration at the end of her vaults. (laughs) She looked pumped up. She looks like she was trying to get the other girls pumped up. And they're just kind of standing there like, um, this isn't college. Yeah, like, (laughs) what do you think this is? Everyone's stressed, I think. Right. Michaela starting vault that way was really impressive. Throughout the rest of the competition, I think she did okay. Nothing too great. On bar, she hit her heels on her ray. 
And then for her dismount, she's trying to connect the clear hip giant fold into double double. She missed the handstand on the giant fold or the clear hip fold. Actually, she was way off on it. Like, I don't even know how much deductions they would take on that because I went back and I rewatched it and I paused it. And when her second hand regrasps the bar, that's where they're supposed to take like the handstand position. She was basically already down at the bottom of the bar yeah. by the time she regrasped, which is not good not at good. all. And like Tim said on the broadcast, if that's how it's going to look, she needs to take it out of her team because it's not worth doing because she's getting way more deductions than it's even worth having you know, if she were to even hit that connection. Right. I mean, I appreciate the fact that she still went for the double-double dismount. And she pretty much stuck it. Yeah, she did it very well. And I know just from watching Michaela's YouTube channel week in and week out, like, you know the areas that she's been struggling with. And Mm -hmm. I think bars is one event that she always struggled with in the past, but we've really been seeing it leading up to classics even. Yeah. That particular combination with that pirouette on top of the bar right through to the dismount she's been struggling with it a little bit so didn't really see the improvement in competition like she was probably hoping yeah i was a little bit concerned when she was going for that dismount and then she did the clear hip fall did an extra giant out of it which was good because that way she was at least able to get the double double around she got a 13-4 which i thought was very very generous given yeah. the form deductions the big break on the clear hip fall um yeah i thought that was extremely generous and then on beam, she did have a fall on floor. She went out of bounds on her moors. Did stick her double-double and her full in. A little bit wonky on her last pass. She did a front tuck through the two-and-a-half twist. That was one thing that we saw on her YouTube channel as well, that she was doing a front tuck through the triple full. And it's way better than it is. the two-and-a-half. So I'm hoping that come championships or trials, we'll actually get to see that scale. But overall, what are your thoughts on Skinner and her her chances of Tokyo. So I have her a stock up right now because I think the two events that she did the best on this weekend was vault and floor. Although she went out of bounds on her moors, she still is bringing lots of difficulty. And we know that she's capable of hitting her routine because we've seen her do it in the past and not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So I have her stock up because I feel like the two events that she really would be used on, she did well. Um, and I know that we're seeing a lot of improvements from her regardless on beam and bars. We didn't quite see it in this meet, but I still feel pretty optimistic just from watching her on her YouTube channel that she is making improvements and that there's possibility at nationals that we might hopefully see some of those improvements. I think, so I don't think this hurt her chances necessarily. Okay. I see. I think that this helped her chances in terms of fighting for the specialist spot. I don't think she did herself any favors when it comes to trying to get on that four-person team. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think she's improved a lot. And I think that, you know, over the course of championships and trials, we're going to see a lot of improvements from her. But I just don't know if it's going to be enough to get into the top four all around. Especially so when everybody else that didn't do all around a classic starts doing all around. Mm-hmm. She's going to go down even further. I don't know if I actually see her on that four-person team either possibly a specialist but then who knows with jade as a specialist do you need to doesn't really make much sense so that's where things are gonna get tricky she's gonna have to i think improve her all-around score i for a split moment was kind of contemplating the idea of having skinner on the team because you know i guess it depends on who you plug into what spots a team that i originally had in my mind we needed somebody that would do vaults other than simone obviously so i started contemplating skinner like maybe she could fit but then we saw Jordan Childs this weekend. 
And I think she not only changed my mind and your mind, but she changed anybody's mind that didn't have her on their team prediction. Yeah, I was going to say, for her, for my stock up, I have two arrows, not just one. Because her stock went way, way up. Not only did she have a phenomenal showing at the Winter Cup two months ago, she won that event. But then she gets second all around behind Simone, her teammate. And it really had an all around incredible day. I was waiting for her to make a mistake on one of the events and it just never happened. Yeah. I definitely think there's small areas that she can improve. Like she was kind of in podium training, struggling with her full and dismount on beam a little bit. That's a new, a relatively new upgrade for her. I think Winter Cup was the first time she actually did it. Yeah. She landed with her chest pretty low. So that's an area that. We'd like to see her improve on, but also not, like, a huge deal. She was so confident looking on beam. And, and in general, you could just see Jordan's confidence building with each meet that she goes to. And I think being a part of that world champion squad and, you know, rotating event to event with the best gymnast of all time, it's got to boost your confidence a little bit. I think Simone is rubbing off on her a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I also sense the energy is high. Like, she just stays up, and then as she goes from event to event, the energy just stays You can tell that she, spot. like, came to play, and it she was not... She was not giving anything away. Each event that she went to, it just felt like her confidence was growing and growing. And that's exactly what you want to see for somebody on an Olympic team. Yeah. She made a huge statement this weekend. And, you know, I think if she were to make the team, she would be most useful on bars and floor, obviously. But what I also like about her. You said bars and floor. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Vault (laughs) and floor. But on that note, I do think that her beam and bars aren't bad events. I wouldn't call them weak events. And, you know, if needed, I think she could go up and do those events. Yeah, because with her beam in particular, I'm thinking she hit her beam routine. Yes, the full and dismount was a little bit, you know, chest down in the landing, similar to how she was doing in podium training. Not exactly how you want to see someone land that dismount, but she's going for the big difficulty, which I really respect. And also because of the rest of the routine being as great as it was, it's still usable in a team final at the Olympics. That's not going to hurt the USA at all. Right. Floor, she was phenomenal, gorgeous, full twisting double layout, stuck double layout, stuck front double full to front full. She was just on fire at this meet. And then on vault, a really clean Yurchenko double, stuck the landing, got a 14.95. That's incredible. Yeah. I think that she could really use an Aminar. I know she's training it. She was training it in podium training. But it wasn't going very well. For those of you that weren't able to watch podium training, or I don't know if videos happened to circulate at all, but it it wasn't looking very good. Every aminar that she did, she was under-rotating severely, falling kind of off the side to the mat, taking really big steps. There was not a single one that I saw that was... That I would feel comfortable putting up in an Olympic team final. Yes. So I think in regards to that, if her Aminar is not going to be ready and it's going to look how she did in podium training, she should obviously stick with the double because it's very clean. Her double outscored Michaela Skinner's Aminar. So that's very telling. Which is a statement. Mm-hmm. That's, that says a lot. However, it wouldn't hurt anything if she could get the Aminar. So I'm still kind of pulling for that and I think by the time trials comes around or even the Olympics you know if she's going to make that team she does still have two months ish to get that a little more consistent and work on that landing so I'm not ruling out the possibility that we're going to see an Aminar from her at some point she did say to me when I talked to her couple weeks ago for Inside Gymnastics. Actually, a couple months ago. It was after. I was going to say, I'm like, weeks? I'm like, when did you talk it to her? It was after Winter ago? Cup. Sorry, my perception of time is way off. <laughs> but 
she said that she is working on upgrades. She wouldn't tell me what, but she hinted at several upgrades. We didn't see any upgrades at Classics. So I think she has more in the bag, which is very, very good. It's very exciting. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for Jordan right now is just to keep being consistent, to keep going up there and hitting and showing that she can be one of those top all-arounders, possibly even the top all-arounder behind Simone. Mm-hmm. That would be incredible. And I think that's going to be the best way that she makes her case for the Olympic team. I see a lot of people after classics changing their predictions and putting Jordan in. And I'm doing that too. As of right now, I think if she keeps going down the track and she's going, she is making a really strong case for herself. But I do want to see it continue. I think that it's not over yet. She's not a lock. She still needs to go out there at nationals and have a performance just like she did this past weekend. And I think her chances going into trials then will be even better. And she, she probably will start to solidify herself as more of a lock at that point. I was thinking about her on this team and she was kind of starting to make more and more sense to me. And after her performance at Classics, she really makes sense to me. I have good feelings with the way that she performed at the Winter Cup, with how she did at Classics. I kind of think she's on a roll She is hungry to get a spot on the Olympic team. That's been her goal for a really long time. And I don't see her reverting back and performing how she did a couple years ago. Like I I see her staying right where she is right now on that confidence high. And maybe we'll throw in some upgrades and be even better. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. How about Simone Biles? Stack up or stack down? Um, you know, I'm going to go with stack down. Right. Was, wasn't too impressed with anything that she did this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so I honestly, I wrote in my notes after she fell on floor on her double-double, I literally wrote, nobody cares. Because like, we just don't care. Like, she's still... Like, it doesn't matter. Like, she could go to the Olympics and do that and she would still win. And her floor team, aside from that, was so great. Her triple-double on floor, I feel like is better somehow than it was before. Yeah, doesn't it look like she's twisting quicker? It does. And she's opening it up even sooner in the air. And Mm -hmm. it's it's allowing her to have a better shot of like not flying out of bounds on it. Did you see the one that she stuck right before they went to commercial break? Yeah. Before floor? Yeah. Like before she did her floor routine? I was like, she needs to do that in competition. It's incredible. And then also what's incredible is this vault that everyone's talking about. I'm sure you've seen it by now unless you're literally living under a rock. She debuted... A Yurchenko double back in a pike position, which is something that we've kind of been talking about for a while. We, we knew that she was training it. We just weren't sure when and if we would ever see yeah. it in competition. The first time I ever saw her doing that into a pit, I was just like, oh, there goes Simone throwing more crazy skills. Because like, we've seen her do shit like a double layout off beam. You know what I mean? Sometimes I think she just does things for the fun of it, like just because she can. Yeah. I didn't know if I actually thought we were ever going to see it in competition, but lo and behold, during podium training, I saw her do a massive Yurchenko layout timer, and I was like, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> You're like, it's, it's coming. coming. Yeah. <laughs> and Tim was so happy to remind us every chance he could get that he was two feet away or however far away he was. Can we talk about that for a second? That's so annoying to me. <laughs> like, just as a commentator, like, you don't bring yourself into it. And if you do it once, like, just leave it at that. Like, you could just say, like, oh, my gosh, I was standing right there. It was so cool. Just to make the point of how great it is and how high it was. How shocking it, it could be to somebody. It could help make your point. But it was just, like, every time it was mentioned, he was, like, trying to associate himself with the vault. Yeah, and, like, and with, like, the history of it. Yeah, like, he wants it to go down in history. Is like, Simone Biles is the first person to land this vault in competition. The first female, I should say. And that Tim Daggett was two feet away from her. Like, he goes down in the history books with that ball. (laughs) 
I, I got the vibe that that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> I was like, just shut your mouth, Tim. No one cares. Oh, then there's a part of me that feels sad because I think he just really loves gymnastics and I think he was just really excited. Oh, he does. I think that he's so enthralled with Simone Biles and I feel like he's just going to retire when she retires <laughs> because I feel like his entire like existence. existence is just watching Simone. And I love it. I don't blame him at all because yeah. it is really exciting. And I think that for anybody who was at Classics this weekend, to be able to see that happen live... I, I can't even imagine. And we're going to trials, so I'm really hoping that she throws it at trials because I also need to witness it live so I can go around and tell all my friends that I was however many feet away. <laughs> and I'm going to record a podcast after and then tell you all how close I was <laughs> to her vault. So that way we can associate you with, with that vault as well. So it'll be like Simone did this vault and then Brittany Bueller and Tim Daggett were X amount of feet away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the important stuff. <laughs> but I guess in all seriousness, that vault was... Unreal? I, I I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, I will say that it wasn't her best vault, the one that she did in competition. And we were watching, you know, between podium training and the one she was doing in warm-ups. We got an exclusive look, thanks to Peacock. On... Which I, I kind of, I did appreciate that. Yeah, the warm-up show. Yeah. It was weird at first because everyone was just standing around and we were just listening to Tim and Nastia and whoever that other guy is. Tim, Tim, Tim Garrison, is that yeah. his name? Um, just commentating on a bunch of people standing around. I'm like, is this what it is? Like, I, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I, I actually, I ap- appreciated it. I think it was something different that they've done that they'd never done before. And think about it from like a casual fan perspective, someone that maybe just be tuning in just because they're scrolling through. That was very educational to people that don't know anything about gymnastics. I would say that. For us, it, it got to a point where I, I just wanted to watch what was going on and I just turned the commentators off. Because we've heard it all before. Yeah. Everything they were saying is just regurgitating things that they've said in the past about all of these people. But they were <laughs> explaining just how amazing Simone is, how incredible what she's doing is. They were breaking down who's coming back from what injuries, what their best events are, what's their best shot at making the Olympic team. It was a good breakdown of just everything. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to be able to watch them warm up, even if most of it was spent watching Simone stand around. Get your ankles taped. Right. We did get to see a little bit of gymnastics. To finish my thought, though, she was doing really good vaults in warm-ups. And the one she did in competition was a little bit over-rotated, which still is really impressive because that means she has too much power on it. <laughs> How? I don't know. But that ball has a 16.6 start value. That's what I was most interested to see once she finally competed it, what the judges were going to do with it, what start value were they going to give it. There's a lot of discussion right now online, whether people agree with it or disagree. I know Simone does not agree. I think it's a little bit low. I'm not, like, absolutely mad about You're it. You're not outraged. Simone's vault, despite the big rebound back, got a 16.1, which means she got 5 tenths deduction. Pretty good score, and I think that is the highest score of the whole entire quad. Impressive. I'm not 100% less. I'm not 100% certain of that, but I saw a couple people saying that online, and I don't think I've seen many scores over 16 in a very long time, so yeah. I'm willing to bet that that's true. The thing that I loved the most about that vault was just her block, watching it in slow-mo, just how straight her arms are onto the table, how high she gets, and then how fast she flips. Yeah. It almost looks like she's doing a triple. Yeah. Ma, I shared a video on Facebook and our mom commented on it. And she's like, it looks like she's doing a triple. And I'm like, nope, it's a double, mom. She's just... That's just what Simone does. Really she just fast. makes hard things look even, like, 
I guess I guess she makes them look easier is what I'm trying to say, but in a sense that like how fast she's flipping, you lose track of what she's even doing. Yeah. Especially to somebody who is not used to watching gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And with that vault, you know, that is a vault that we see on the men's side, and it's not even that common on the men's side. And the men, you gotta remember, their vaulting table is actually at a higher setting than the women's is, which makes what Simone's doing even more impressive. And that's the stuff that People who aren't gymnastics fans just don't understand. Yeah, like the general public. Mm -hmm. To wrap up, Simone, she did have a fall on bars, and we already mentioned the fall on floor. Beam was a really good event for her. That's how she started the competition. Really, really solid. And then we watched her ankles get taped and missed the rest of rotation one, so that was great, too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know. That was so frustrating. But overall, I would say it wasn't Simone's best meet, but does it matter? Nope. No, stock is still up just because of that vault alone. Can't wait for her to do it at the Olympics and have another Biles. Hopefully. Hopefully she's planning on doing it at the Olympics. I think if if she can get it as consistent as she was doing it between podium training, warm-ups, and then competition, I think there's a good possibility. We'll see her continue to do that vault. She looks so comfortable with it, so I I will be shocked if we don't see it in Tokyo. What's the point of doing a new vault if you're not going to get it named after you? Right. When you're this close to the Olympics. So I totally expect to see that. How about Suni Lee? I think she was another one of the people coming in that was a really big question mark. We know that she's kind of dealing with some injuries and has slowly been working her way back. Yeah, she said on her Instagram that she was having some Achilles problems. Which is a little bit scary. Yeah, because that means that at any point in time that could, you know, knock on wood, it could go out and... That could be it right there. Like, you want somebody who's going to be healthy and is going to be able to do all four events. So we'll have to see what she does at Nationals. But I think as of Classics, her showing on bars and beam wasn't super impressive. Mm -hmm. Definitely didn't do herself any favor. She started on bars, was going for all the crazy connections that she normally does. She did a Nabieva, which she's been straddling her legs People on the gym tonight are saying, like, starfish, and that's a pretty good way to describe it. She goes over the top of the bar and then separates her legs. I wonder why she's suddenly separating. I, I don't know. I really don't know, because she didn't used to do that. Like, I can't think of what the reason would be of why before her form was tight, and then now suddenly, as she comes over the bar, she's splitting her legs. It could be a mental thing, or I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing, but maybe, like, in practice, she's hit the bar a couple times, so maybe she's trying to make sure that she... Doesn't. Does go over, and by separating her legs a little bit, she's making a little more room. Because she doesn't get, like, that much height to where she's, like, soaring over the bar. Her feet kind of skim the bar, anyways. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. So it could have something to do with that. Not totally sure, but... In competition, she went for the Navieba, connected to Bahardwaj, to Maloney, and then her rhythm was just off. She, she, you could see it. She basically dismounted with a back tuck. <laughs> well, she flew backwards out of the Maloney, did a front tuck. Oh, which, yeah, I guess it'd be front, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm so bad at that. Yeah, she she flew backwards and then like curled and flipped forward. forward. Yeah. So, really actually uh, impressive save. I gotta give it to her for that one. She kind of, when she was done with the routine, had a smile on her face like she thought it was funny, which it kind of is. The rest of the routine was really good, typical SUNY. I'm not too worried about it. We know she can hit a bar routine. So honestly, when she did that, kind of like with Simone, I was like, don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't see this hurting her chances. If she starts doing that at every single meet going forward, then we'll start talking. But as of right now, she's still the bar queen. She's still an asset to Team USA on that event. 
theme. I was hoping to see a stronger performance. I think she kind of needed a stronger performance on beam. And it's unfortunate because in podium training, she was actually hitting much better routines. And in the warmups before we were saying that she, she looked a lot better and more confident in some of her skills. And I think that starting off her routine with a fall on her wolf turn, her triple wolf turn, I should say, I think it just kind of threw off like her focus a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm starting to get a little bit concerned just because not because of how she performed, but just with her potential Achilles issue. And she seems to be struggling to get back to all around. We did see her do a watered down floor routine at the American Classic. Um, she posted a video earlier in the week doing a double-double, which was really, really low, which does not look like it does anything good for her Achilles. Right. I'm just questioning at this point if she's going to be ready and be back into top all-around shape to be named to that four-person team. That's what I'm wondering, too. Like, as of right now, I have her stock is down. Not because I don't think, like, this me, like, this me ruin her chances. Like, I don't think that. It's just that when you're talking about that four-person team, you need people who can do the all-around. You you literally need four gymnasts who can do the all-around. And with her possible Achilles problems, not really seeing her do all of the events, the events that she is doing are kind of lackluster a little bit. Part of me is thinking that maybe she makes more sense in the specialist role. Yeah. I mean, she's one person that everybody has said is a lock for Tokyo, aside from Simone. And I still think that she is. Yeah. I think that her bar routine alone is good enough to go to the Olympics because she's gold medal worthy on that event. She's the only person that the USA has that's gold medal worthy on that event. I will say if she doesn't make the team the four-person team, it would be to no fault of her own. It wouldn't be because she isn't a top all-arounder. It wasn't because she regressed in any way. It would just be because of the injury and she's struggling to get back. Although I'm concerned, I'm not completely writing her off yet, but I do agree with you. I think at this point, she would almost make perfect sense in the specialist spot because if she's having an Achilles issue... She doesn't really need her Achilles that much other than the dismount maybe on bars, so... She could just go and focus on that one event where that's her best shot at getting a medal. Mm-hmm. And I think that could work out. I think the team really could use her bar routine. And she's so great. Like, she's a great all-arounder. And I, I really do consider her one of the best in the USA. So it really pains me to think that she might not be on that four-person team. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like everybody is struggling right now to get back from injuries and it's so hard. I'm having a hard time imagining who this team is even going to be. But as of right now, I would say I had her stock staying the same and up up and over to the specialist spot, maybe. Yes. That's that's kind of how I feel, too. I'm thinking I see SUNY, as long as she's healthy, I see her in Tokyo one way or the other. It's going to depend on how healthy she is and if she can get herself to doing the all-around and, and being consistent. Because if not, she's going to be passed up by somebody else. And then, therefore, she would make more sense in the specialist role. But either way, I still see her in Tokyo as long as she's healthy. Mm-hmm. Leanne Wan is somebody that... <laughs> during the meet and then once the meet concluded I felt one way but then I actually went back and watched routines and I started thinking and I suddenly felt another way yeah because what changed my mind was thinking about the team and after this meet who makes the most sense and I was realizing that on the team that I was starting to formulate in my mind we needed somebody that could do bars and beam 
And that's a lot different than my opinion when we started the meet because, to be honest with you, I was considering Jordan Childs, but I didn't have her on my team. And as of right now, I do. And she would be great on vault and floor in addition to Simone on those events. So we really don't need another person that's super strong on vault and floor. We really need a couple girls that can do bars and beam. And if Suni's not going to be on that team, I was thinking Leon Juan could possibly make sense Mm -hmm. on bars and beam. She's a little inconsistent, and I think that worries me. Although she did a pretty good job on beam at Classics, a pretty decent routine. Yeah, I think that she had really great connections throughout, and overall was pretty solid. Really, the only major problem that I saw in her routine was on her triple twist beam dismount, which I love her triple twist, but it was a little bit under-rotated. And she was doing that in podium training as well, so yeah. Kind of questioning if that's a fluky thing or if she actually truly can't get it all the way around. Mm -hmm. She also had a fall on bars on her Jaeger. She went out of bounds, I believe, with both feet on her double-double opening pass on floor. The issue with her is that she can be great, but she can also be kind of wonky. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for example, on vault during podium training... She had some pretty scary landings. She was hardly getting her double twist around. So I was starting to get concerned. And then in competition, she actually pulled out a really nice double. Yeah, it was great. And scored a 14.2. So way better than she was doing a podium training. I know she's capable of doing an Aminar. And I definitely think that would help her chances and would make her a little bit more appealing for the team. But as of right now, I think we could use her on bars and beam. My issue is just her consistency and maybe a little bit of lack of experience. She doesn't have any world championship experience, doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, international level experience. So I'm a little bit worried in that sense. I would say that her stock maybe stayed about the same. I originally had it going down, but I would say that it maybe stayed the same. See, I initially had it staying the same also, but then upon further review, I actually ended up saying stock up. I think looking at her scores... And from what we did see, I think I felt worse about her performance. But then when I went back and rewatched everything, I think I felt better about her performance. Like, I think it felt more, like, bad in the moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that I, makes sense. I think that... I definitely don't feel strongly that this meet hurt her chances at all. If anything, it stayed the same or maybe slightly went up. Because I think the events, that, like you said, that she would be used on the most, she did well enough on, I think. Although, I mean, she did... It's hard because it's like she did fall on bars, but I feel like that's more of a fluky thing. Yeah. Like, I don't see that fall on bars. I'm like, oh, nope, she can't do bars. Like, I am similar to, like, Simone. I'm just kind of like, yeah, she fell on bars, but we know that she can do better than that. Yeah. And I kind of feel that way about her beam and also, like, her other events as well. Like, I feel like we know that she's capable of more than what we saw this weekend. So that's why I don't feel like her stock is down any depending on who we have on that four-person team, she might be somebody that's usable. Yeah, and I think this is the perfect example of don't base your team off of classics because <laughs> everybody at classics is a little bit off. They're, they're training to peak for championships and trials and then, you know, the Olympics if they make that team. Nobody's trying to be at their best right now, so that's totally understandable. I... Definitely want to see what she's going to bring to championships before I make any decisions on her. I would say that her stock didn't go down. For me, it stayed about the same. And I'd she be needs, fine with that. She needs I initially had it as that too. I, I, I literally, next to Leanne One's name, I have it like my dash and then I have my arrow up like right next to each other because I feel like I just didn't know. 
part of me felt like it was up and then part of me felt like it stayed the same so mm-hmm. my feelings are similar with Kara Aker she was just okay in my opinion nothing super great she did hit a good beam routine got a 14-1 mm-hmm. and if she's going to make the team that would be the event that she would really be useful on I think that at this point she's in the conversation for the specialist spot not the team spot vault is way too weak too although weak. I will give her credit because she did stick it in the competition but Podium training was a hot mess for her on ball. She usually does that. I feel like she doesn't do well in podium training or in warm-ups, but then when the competition actually begins, she sticks her vaults. Yeah. She does that quite frequently, but it's only a one and a half. Now she's doing it in the tucked position, so it has a really low start value. That's definitely hurting her all-around score. Yeah, definitely not competitive for that four-person team, I think. And floor, she's just been wildly inconsistent on. She's attempting the three and a half twist to punch front. And every single time she's done it so far, it is not good. I mean, it's good that she's trying it. And I think it looks cool and it's a nice idea, but it's not competition ready. It's causing her more deductions than it's probably even worth doing. I did think that her second pass was nice, her whip to triple. Mm-hmm. She stuck that. It was beautiful. She always does a really nice triple. Yeah, and then her third pass was a little bit under-rotated. She got a 12.55 on four, so definitely something that is not usable, I would say, in a team final, which is kind of concerning for her because if her vault is weak, her floor is weak, her bars aren't... They're not bad, but they're not necessarily, like, something that I would want to use, then that just leaves beam. And therefore, it's like that automatically rules her out for... The four-person team. Mm -hmm. So for Kara, overall, I would say stock stayed kind of the same. She didn't necessarily, like, hurt her chances any more. It just didn't really help either. Kind of just, like, what I expected her to do is what she did. How I thought of her before and her chances kind of just stayed the same. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think in terms of the conversation of who's going to make that special spot, that's something that we're going to have as we get closer and closer through championships and trials. And it's really dependent on how other people do. Like Suni Lee, for example, if she's not coming back to the all-around and she's only focusing on bars, you could argue that her chances of getting a medal in Tokyo were better than Kara's on beam. Oh, for sure. So, Although I feel like when you say that, it makes it sound like Suni's contemplating not coming back to the all-around. She most definitely is. I would 100% expect to see Suni oh, I know. back in the all-around. It's just a matter of, is she going to be able to do the all-around well enough to be on the team? <laughs> right, and if not, she's just focusing on bars pretty much. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because it, it kind of made it sound like she was contemplating like just doing two events. Oh, and I'm no. like, I don't think that's her intention I fully intend for her to you know try and make that four-person team. I think she wants that herself. We were watching her instagram live and she pretty much said it which is it's true being on the team everyone wants to be on the team because you're basically guaranteed a medal Mm -hmm. whereas when you're a specialist you're fighting for your own medals so which she will probably get but (laughs) that remains to be seen (laughs) so moving on to riley mccusker we only saw her on one event unfortunately your double looked really good honestly i would say one of the better ones i've ever seen her do in competition yeah And then she had a really weird landing, potential injury, quickly picked her foot up as soon as she landed, was kind of wincing, looked to be in a lot of pain. Yeah. Looks like she was trying to tough it out there for a second, but then called someone over and they ended up taking her for an MRI. So the status of that is unknown. I'm scared for Riley. I want her to make the team so bad. And honestly, she was in that conversation for that four-person team. 
I know. And I think after everything that she's been through, I, I just want her to be healthy. I want her to be happy. I want her to be successful. And I think that she was totally going down that path, like building up to this. So to have her potentially be out with an injury at this stage would just be so heartbreaking. I mm-hmm. think that she's improved so, so much. And I definitely thought she was in contention for that four-person team because of how much she's improved in every single event yeah because not only is she a great all-arounder but you know i was talking about how i feel like with the team that i'm starting to craft in my mind we're going to need someone who can do bars and beam and riley would be perfect for that but right now we can't even really have that conversation because we don't know what happened to her foot or even if it's her foot we don't even know if it's her foot yeah um or how just how severe it is it could be just like a little twist and maybe she'll be fine in two weeks Maybe not. At this stage, we we just don't know. So we'll obviously keep you guys updated on that as soon as we hear anything, but it's really hard to even say stock up or down for Riley because we just don't know. Well, I said stock down for now because of the fact that we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she, if it's if it is a serious injury... We have to start operating under the assumption that she's out until we know that she's not out. That's true, yeah. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's just something minor and that she still is in the conversation because... Right now, she's not on my mental Olympic team, but if she can get back and she's not severely injured in any way, I think she would definitely be in the conversation more than some of the other girls that I'm currently considering. And then how about her teammate, Jade Carey? Um, I just want to start by saying that why do they look so much alike? Mm-hmm. This was never a thing in the past, but now that they're teammates and they're wearing the same leotards, I don't know if Jade dyed her hair. Like, something happened because they look way too similar from behind or from a distance, in podium training, Jade was on bars, and I literally thought it was Riley, which is hilarious, because Jade is just not Riley on bars. Like, they're, they're not similar. Yeah. But that's how similar they looked. That's so funny. But I got them mixed up. I I'm see. like, whoa. I see what you're saying. They definitely do look similar. I don't know if I would have mistaken Jade Carey for Riley on bars. I'm not, no, I'm not the only one. People have been saying it, too. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I mean, Jade has improved a lot on and bars. And it's not from the front. It's from, like, behind, and then also, like, one of the cameras farther away. It's from a distance. Mm-hmm. That they, makes sense. You could easily mistake them. But I guess in terms of how Jade did, she's another athlete that I think is just continuing to improve. I think that her bars have come a long way. She, well, she, clear, clearly, if you think she's Riley. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's my point. She had a great set. She got a 13.8, which I feel like for her is, is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from classics, it's hard to base her all-around potential when she didn't actually do all-around she just did the two events that she's quote-unquote weaker on. I guess we know she can hit ball and we know she can hit floor. So, But she also showed here that she can hit bars and beam. Yes. And not a lot of girls were doing that this weekend. Oh, so. I know. Someone said this on Twitter and I absolutely agree. It reminds me of 2011 Nationals when everybody was just, it was like a splat fest. Yeah, it was a hot mess express. Which, I mean, it's classic, so I'm not freaking out. I don't make any serious opinions based on classics alone. I definitely want to see more, but I definitely think that Jade helped her case a little bit if she wants to go for an all-around spot and be on that four-person team. I personally would like her just to be a specialist, one, because she already earned that spot, and I want as many girls to go to the Olympics as possible, but I also just think that even though she has improved, I don't see her as one of the top all-arounders. Yeah. And we're not going to use her in anything but vault and floor. And do we necessarily need that when we have Simone, we have potentially Jordan Childs? Like, do we need another vault and floor worker on that team? No, at this current point in time, we need someone that can do bars and beam. And I don't know if she's that good on bars and beam. 
True, that's fair. I So I have her stock up just because I feel like she didn't do herself a disservice in any way for that four-person team at mm-hmm. this classic. Like you said, we know that she's capable of obviously being one of the best in the world on vault and floor, metal-worthy potentially at the Olympics on those two events. And then her bars and beam were just solid. And in my opinion, improved from the last time we saw her. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have her stock is up for that four-person team. But I agree. I would like to see her in the event specialist spot just because I would hate to see that opportunity go to waste because if she's if she ends up being on the four person team her individual spot that she earned doesn't go to somebody else yeah it goes away so in an attempt to get as many girls as we can to the olympics i'd love to see people's dreams come true i think having jade go as the specialist because one she earned it and two really it's the specialist spot like that vault and that floor routine that's gonna Mm -hmm. really even give her a chance of a medal anyways i mean yeah Yeah. i know that she probably also wants a team medal but I don't know. Yeah. Trying to maximize opportunities here. Yeah, truly. Is what I personally would rather do, but I totally understand that maybe she and her coach want to also go for the team. I I get that decision. I just personally would rather see more opportunities for others to go to the Olympics because she already individually decided to go for that spot. Exactly. And Kayla Jichua was somebody who I was pleasantly surprised with this weekend and has kind of put herself more into the conversation for Tokyo. And she's somebody that I would consider to be a really even keeled all around her mm-hmm. that's something that i did note about her it's not like she really has one standout event she's just kind of really good and consistent across all four events yeah i wish she was a little bit cleaner a little bit tighter in her form a little more precise that's what i think when i watch her but i mean hey she's getting the job done she got a 14.6 on bars which is a really good score yeah, that's huge did put her hands down on her wolf turn on beam but still managed to score a 13.3 so i think that if she Weren't to have done that, she would have had a better score there. She ended up placing third all around, and overall just had a really solid day. She posted a 56.1, which is a pretty good all-around score, so I think that her stock definitely went up for Tokyo. She's not somebody, if I'm being completely honest with you, that I imagined being on the Olympic team, and I still don't know if I can quite see it yet. Yeah, despite having a good showing at Classics and getting third all around, there's still more I think that she would need to prove I I can't just put somebody on an Olympic team based off of one good performance Mm -hmm. I agree I want to see her continue I think that if she has a not even the same performance I need to see better if she has a better performance at championships and trials I think then she's going to be a little bit more in the conversation I'm not ready to say that she's on the Olympic team just solely based off this performance but her consistency could be an asset even though she doesn't really have a standout event she has enough difficult to be competitive Mm -hmm. and you know I think she could see herself on that team if she continues that momentum going forward she just needs to keep it up though same with Jordan Childs you know I mean it's not just the one meet type deal and then you're on the team like you got to keep proving yourself all the way to the end yeah so I'm keeping my options open and open to the possibility that Kayla could end up on the Olympic team but definitely not ready to say it just yet Morgan Hurd is another one that was a really big question mark and someone that's been considered consistently on my Olympic team and she still is at the moment I was impressed with how she did she did beam and floor here still coming back from that elbow surgery if you listen to our episode last week we had Morgan on the show and she talked about how she had two surgeries and is coming back she's doing bars she's actually getting back up on the equipment just not ready to compete yet so mm-hmm. 
I think that once she puts everything together and has a little bit more time, there's not a lot of time between classics and championships, but a little bit more time between trials and, and even the Olympics. The Olympics, yeah. So I think she has enough time, hopefully, fingers crossed, to get herself back. I think that, yeah, her beam was a little bit shaky, but she made it through her floor. Her first two passes, double layout, full in, stop. Well, okay, hold on. Let me, that made it sound like I was saying she was doing a double layout with like a full twist. Oh, no. Double layout, first pass, full in, second pass, and she's stuck. Mm-hmm. Really, really impressive. Beautiful expression on Flora. Love her choreography. Love the ending pose. You guys heard last week in our interview, a little sneak peek that she was going to be doing that pose again, so I was expecting it. Well, it was not only the 2017 pose, Pose, but she even threw in a little bit of the 2018 pose where she like goes down her butt and then like I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, just stop. We're not explaining. I literally can't. Explain it's almost it's almost like a sideways cartwheel. She's like ah, she sits down on her butt, puts her hands on the ground, and, like kicks her legs over, and it's beautiful. It's yeah. glorious. But anyways, <laughs> love love when me and you try and describe. I know. Things. I literally get stressed every time I have to do it because it just sounds so stupid. <laughs> People know what we're talking about. Hopefully, and if not, it's Go on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, they did post. USA Gymnastics did post all of the routines from the senior session one and session two. So, so that's good. You can go back and rewatch routines or watch anyone that they did not air on TV. But Morgan, though, she didn't do the double double, so she did a watered down floor routine. Yeah, which we expected. Yes. So I think that there's room to grow for her. I'm not writing her off yet. I think, in my opinion, she did what she needed to do at Classics. Yes. Yeah, now she needs to keep growing. I have stuck up for Morgan simply because out of the top group of athletes, all of the athletes that competed at Classics, Session One and Session Two, that are really kind of in. In the mix for that Olympic team, a lot of these girls had a meltdown of some sort. They they mm-hmm. fell. They did. They didn't fully get through me. Even Simone Biles didn't fully get through me without a fall. True. But Morgan did. Was she perfect? No. Did she have her full difficulty? No. But she got through. She fought through. And I think that's what's most important to show that even if she's not a hundred percent, she could still go up there and get a decent score. You can still count on her to hit. Yeah, it's that's super really good important point. for her to prove that. And you got to factor in too. She's been out of competition for so long. She last competed at the American Cup and said American Classic. She competed at the American Cup in 2020. She's had not only the surgery since, but all the time out of the gym with COVID. And other people have had that too. It's not an excuse, but I feel like Morgan has just been through a lot. And also just dealing with a lot of pressure, being a world champion and a world medalist. And always kind of this whole quad has been a favorite for that Olympic team. And now I think she might feel that people are starting to write her off. Mm -hmm. So despite all that and all that pressure, for her to come out here and hit two routines, I think is very, very telling. So for me... I would say stock is up for Morgan Hurd, but she needs to continue to obviously add in those other events, get that double back on vault, get her full difficulty on floor, and then obviously bars is going to be the biggest question mark with her elbows. And that is a place where the USA would need her if they want her on that team. Mm-hmm. I've already said a million times now, like... I think that that's kind of, it reminds me back of 2008 era where USA was kind of weak on bars. I feel like we're at a point with Riley being potentially out and then SUNY not being in the all around and maybe not even going to be in the conversation for the team anymore. It's like, we're going to need some bar workers. So I think- Morgan fits that spot 
perfectly. Absolutely. So if she's healthy. <laughs> right. So my stack is up for Morgan. I'm not writing her off just yet. Overall, though, I would say it was a pretty successful GK Classic. I was definitely really excited to see everyone back out there again. I think it was a good meet to get the nerves out, get the jitters out. And I'm hoping that things will be a little bit better at championships. It kind of was a hot mess express, if I'm being honest. There were some girls that did really, really good, like Grace McCallum, Jordan Childs, Kayla DeCello. There was a lot to be proud of for certain girls, but then there was also kind of some mishaps and things that you normally wouldn't expect or you don't want to see from the top contenders. Yeah, but there were some good moments, and I think it showed a lot of potential, or at the very least, where some of these girls need to go back in the gym and the things that they need to work on to be better for nationals and trials and hopefully the Olympics. So I'm really excited that we're kind of heading into the Olympic season, that we're getting closer and closer. I know this made me even more excited to go to trials. Yeah, I agree. I'm just so excited for what's to come. I know that I saw someone on Twitter saying that they're worried about the USA not winning gold. I'm not worried about that. I mean, I guess anything can happen, but don't use what happened at Classics as any indicator of the USA's potential or what we're going to look like in Tokyo. Yeah, Classics is, especially considering the circumstances of what's going on in the world right now, like I, I was not expecting this to be a really, really good meet for anybody necessarily. I just thought it was going to be kind of a getting through thing and getting back out there and getting some more confidence. And I think that's exactly what happened this weekend. Thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back next week with a very special guest. If you are a gold or silver level Patreon supporter, you can actually go check the Patreon app right now and find out who it is and then ask any questions if you have them. But it's a secret for everyone else. However, we can give a little hint. She is an Olympic all-around champion. <laughs> yes, we are very, very, very excited. And that episode, we will also be giving an update on the latest Olympic team announcements as well. So stay tuned for that. And until then, we hope you all enjoy your week and we will talk to you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.